Good morning. This is Faye Portland with uh, I Sell Medicare Plans, and I do sell Medicare plans. Uh, this is the weekly podcast, I Sell Medicare Plans, where we have riveting conversation with the movers and shakers of the Medicare sales arena. Today, my guest is Rob Jones. Rob is with Assurance Group from Southeast Ohio, and Rob is going to talk to us about massive activity. This is where you want to come to learn, to increase, maintain your customers, and grow a consistent residual income. This is the podcast that you want to listen to. This is the podcast that you want to share. I Sell Medicare Plans is available on 7 platform so listen follow us and share the podcast good morning Rob good morning Faye how are you I am just great I'm excited I'm really excited to talk to you I talked to you a little bit and I really really enjoy the conversation you have about massive activity because massive activity creates massive production. Is that right? That is correct, Faye. Absolutely. So let me just, let's just learn a little bit about you, Rob. Do you prefer coffee or tea in the morning? Oh, definitely coffee. Coffee's for closers. <laughs> oh, great. I never, I never heard that. That's great. I guess that's why I drink coffee every morning. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. I got to remember that one. Coffee is for closers. Yes, where now? Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Southeast Ohio? Uh, yes, I uh, grew up in Ohio. I've lived in Ohio my whole life. Uh, did spend uh, about a year in that state up north that we call it here in Ohio. Uh, but I was just a young lad. I don't remember that very much. So my my uh, youth and uh, adulthood has been right here in Ohio, the good old Buckeye State. Oh, okay. All right. Wonderful. So then all of your working has been kind of in that area. Yeah, for the most part. I do have a non-residence license in uh, West Virginia and Indiana. Um, mostly been referral uh, business. Now, before I joined the assurance group, I worked with uh, just a final expense company. So at that time, I was growing a team in Ohio and Indiana and just got to the point in my career that I wanted to do more. Always heard about Medicare. So I took that leap of faith uh, to join the assurance group where I can help clients with not only their final expense, but any aspect of insurance. And Medicare has been great for me. Uh, my first AEP was back in 2018. So I have two AEP seasons under my belt so far. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So you've been able to add customers to your base during each of the AEPs. So do you work your business year round or just during AEP? I do work my business year round. The DSNP uh, market has been very good for me. You know, so obviously I'm sure everyone uh, on our podcast here is aware that uh, the DSNP business, uh, they have a, a quarterly election period. So it allows us to capture new clients year round. And especially with my background being in final expense, uh, that's been a great asset for me to address people in the uh, DSNP area. I like to say that we're able to take them from good to great if they qualify for uh, a DSNP plan. Oh, wonderful. That is wonderful. What Now, what do you do to relax since you have 
you have all the ins and outs of massive activity. You you aren't massively active all the time, are you? What are your hobbies? What do you do to relax? Absolutely. Well, uh, professional development, I think uh, any one of us who have had success in the insurance industry, no matter what space that we're having uh, success in, would agree that professional development is very important. Uh, So listening to podcasts, uh, listening to YouTube, it's very important we can turn uh, our car into an audio uh, university. Now, the insurance is really my second career as a school teacher for 21 years. Uh, when I was a school teacher, one of the reasons that I got into uh, education was to be able to coach. My favorite sport is basketball. So probably uh, the most important uh, hobby I have is uh, attending athletic events or uh, watching athletic events. So then you must be truly disappointed as my husband was yesterday because he thought he was going to watch golf and it's been uh, postponed. The players' tournament has been postponed, and the NCAA basketball tournaments were canceled. So, you have a little disappointment in your life right now. Very, very much so, Faye. I actually had some basketball um, was my favorite sport to coach. Very popular in Ohio. So, the girls' basketball tournament was supposed to be the, uh, this weekend. I uh, was supposed to uh, head there and watch a couple games with. Uh, my uh, fiance and one of her clients and um, I was tempted to uh, take some time off during the NCAAs uh, one of the first uh, days I've never been able to pull myself from work uh, since I entered the insurance industry so had a couple colleagues that we were thinking about uh, doing lots of NCAA watching so yes very disappointed with that decision but um, oh, I, I understand so the precautions we need to take yeah Yes, yes. It's kind of hitting all of us, but of course, this is a good time for us to develop those strategies and get ourselves together to work our business even harder once these moratoriums and um, uh, stoppages are over. So is there something on your bucket list that you uh, have not accomplished that you want to do one thing, one thing in your life? that you really want to accomplish? Uh, Probably the top thing on my bucket list, Faye, when I first entered the industry and started to dream, you know, that's what uh, an unlimited opportunity like Medicare, like final expense, the whole insurance um, industry itself. The first dream I had was to um, own waterfront property. Um, So uh, I guess that would be the top of my bucket list is when I'm able to slow down a little bit after I, continue to grow my team that uh, I'll be able to purchase some waterfront property. I always loved um, the peacefulness of uh, being uh, next to the water or on the water. Oh, that sounds great. So you're a water person. That sounds wonderful. Waterfront property is definitely a luxury. No matter how big or how small your home might be, if you can wake up in the morning and just look out at waterfront, I think that is that is that is an ultimate. So I wish you well. I mean, I'm sure that with the dreams and aspirations and how hard you work towards them, you will fulfill that dream. So right now, Rob, um, I want to take just a brief moment for those who advertise with us, if you would. Uh, just a moment. 
Hello, Rob. Welcome back. We're back to talk about massive activity. And now that we've learned a lot about you and we know how hard you work, let's talk about massive activity. How did you get into this state of massive activity? Uh, well, say it was through uh, trial and error. As I told you before, I used to be a school teacher. I actually went through a divorce and just needed a change. So put applications out there. I uh, had two small uh, daughters at the time. Didn't want to go too far from home because I wanted to continue to be the best dad I could. And I ended up in uh, one of those mass interviews and um, decided to uh, take a chance. At that particular time, the first company that gave me a chance was a company called American Income Life. Um, basically just life insurance with a focus on final expense. Uh, their tag was there, the only um, exclusively based union shop. And that was where I cut my teeth. The training was really good. It just wasn't a um, good fit for me. Then I joined a final expense company and that's how we did was final expense. So I was a one trick pony. So that's where I really learned to create massive activity. It's just a matter of talking to enough people, knocking on enough doors, you know, making that next phone call um, because we're blessed in this industry uh, that everyone needs that. And what's been really cool about the Medicare space is that we're able to help people. And a lot of times we're able to save them money or uh, find extra benefits that they, they didn't have, which is not really a sales job. I don't think it's totally a service uh, opportunity that we have with our clients in the Medicare space. Great. Uh, so it's all about the numbers, right? Yes, ma'am. All about the numbers. Uh, we can easily uh, plug into an established system and uh, start with that income goal um, because uh, let's face it, that's uh, why we work so hard and backtrack that and get that down to the individual production. Uh, once we're in the space a little bit, we know how many calls we need to make uh, to get results or how many doors we need to knock on to uh, get the results we're looking for. You're exactly right. It's just a numbers game. And for each agent, in my experience, those in, even in my own business, and for those agents that I manage, it can be different. Those numbers can be different, and sometimes you have to add the skill level and the closing um, percentages. So once an agent has an opportunity to work numbers and check, this is something you need to check, daily and weekly and you're right you're working backwards from an income goal you know in medicare advantage what you're going to get paid you will also know when you sign with medicare sub companies what the commissions are going to be so to get to that goal you have to work backwards on the number of people that you're going to have to see and that number may be different for every individual and it differs depending on the area that you're in but once you know that number, Rob, would you agree that that's what you got to work for? You've got to do that and you've got to do it weekly, work it back to daily. And if you don't hit that goal that day, you got to double up the next day. Would you agree? I would agree with that, Faye. And I think you would agree uh, in the Medicare space and really in the insurance space, um, in whatever space that we're talking about, it is a numbers game and work ethic 
has a tendency to get rewarded. Uh, all of us, it doesn't matter what scale we're on or, or how effective we are in the field. We all can have a bad day. We all can have a bad week, but typically the numbers will work themselves out in a month. Um, you know, so if you take your uh, top rated um, agents, our brokers across the United States, um, they all have bad days. They all have bad weeks. Very few of them have bad months if they have that consistency of work ethic and get the numbers that they need. You're right. And the U.S. Census tells us that by 2040, there are going to be about 82.3 million seniors. So Medicare sales are going to be here. This is something that's going to be needed. Um, let me ask you, uh, how do you plan your week? Once you, you've established now that you've had two AEPs and so you've been doing the Medicare business for a little while, how do you plan your week or your month or how do you plan? Uh, most most of my activity now is generated off uh, my book of business. To give you an example, I really wanted to uh, understand the ancillary products a little bit better coming into uh, 2020. So if we look back at the schedule, or I'm sorry, the calendar in January, there were five weeks in January. Um, I didn't actually have my first lead enrollment until the uh, fifth week of January. The first four weeks was just following up on my book of business. Um, and that was my Medicare book of business, which I didn't write my first Medicare enrollment until AEP of uh, 2018. So it's amazing to think of the opportunity, like with someone like you who's been in this space for as long as you have and the book of business that you have, really, you could probably not take another lead if you're in a situation where uh, purchasing leads are important. And that's one of the tremendous opportunities that I have with the group I'm with at the Assurance Group is we have a free lead program, you know, so there's no stopping the opportunity. But I really focused on that book of business. So if I have a couple follow-ups and then I can pull leads in that area. So my schedule is typically based, if I have three follow-ups, say in Washington County, which is a popular county that I work in. And then I'll always look at my leads. Do I have any new leads that uh, I can order in that county? Do I have any follow-up leads? And do I have any leads that the last time I was in that county, I was unable to touch for, you know, whatever reason, whether I ran out of time or, you know, whether the client didn't answer their phone or didn't answer their door. So that's what stimulates my activity on a daily basis. And um, in the Medicare space, I've noticed our clients are a little bit more, for lack of a better word, responsible, meaning that if we set an appointment, um, it's going to be a pretty solid appointment. Uh, for those folks who are in the final expense industry, that's not always the case, you know. So a combination of setting the appointments on the front end, um, you have a much better chance for those appointments to uh, to stick, so to speak. And also the referral, I'm to the point now with having a couple of years under my belt, the referral market in the Medicare space is uh, tremendous. And uh, I guess the third thing would be there is... Uh, being able to control the situation. Uh, for example, in the ancillary business, when I'm calling my uh, Medicare and they're on a PPO and I want to talk about a hospital indemnity, I'm not really asking them if they want to look at that. I am controlling the conversation and creating an opportunity to follow up 
and uh, being able to educate the client on other um, possibilities to increase benefits. Remember, I feel like our job is either always to save money or increase benefits. Sometimes in the initial enrollment, the focus needs to be on saving money. And then we can follow up with uh, educating them on increasing their benefits. It's the same principle that I learned in final expense. Some will, some won't, who's next? But what I'm finding is if we're just focusing on educating the client, a lot of times when they don't purchase that hospital indemnity, for example, now they're calling you on the phone and uh, they're wanting to revisit that in the near future, which gives me another appointment that I can build my day around once I set that appointment. Does that make sense? It does. It really does. I like what you said. Some will, some won't. Who's next? And so that's, that's one thing that we as agents have to do. Just move on, keep moving. And often the some who won't will come back to you. But if they don't, it sounds like at some point in the future, you still have the opportunity to follow up with them somehow. Absolutely. That's uh, most of uh, the companies out there uh, have um, uh, pre-made uh, permission to contact uh, so yeah. that's one of the things that I learned very early if I can't get an enrollment now can I get a permission to uh, contact in the future because I don't know if uh, things are going to change you know in their life or things may change you know uh, with the star ratings of a plan or a plan may can't come out that uh, might be a better fit for that individual in the future one of the biggest things I've learned with Medicare I'm sure that those of us who are out creating massive activity it's amazing how many people you run into that they haven't made a change for three four five years you know bad 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 on the agent for not following up because as we know it's an annual contract from January 1st to December 31st and rarely if ever is a plan going to be the right fit for someone for multiple years? Uh, there's a lot of times where the client is going to be in the best situation if they're changing every year. Clients don't like to uh, hear that, you know, because we're trained to let's make a purchase and stick it in the filing cabinet, you know, and be done with it. But that's not the case with Medicare. No, so often, very, very often, agents do not follow up, and that leaves an opportunity for someone to come in because I usually, if I ask the question, well, what plan do you have now? And even if they say they have the company that I'm representing at the time, I said, well, let me see your card. Let me see what you have. Let me make sure that that's the plan that best fits you right now. So you're absolutely right. They can stay with the same company often, but change plans and that creates a sale for the agent. We need to always follow up and always be in contact with our customers. Um, before we go, Rob, is there anything else that you want to add or summarize for us in, uh, in the massive activity? We've learned that it's a numbers game. We know that we need to follow up and it sounds like you're saying uh, to use that permission to call slip as, as as a tool to be sure that you're able to follow up with the client who does not change or does not um, accept what you're offering at the time. Do you have any summary for us? Uh, yes, I, I guess uh, my biggest advice, you know, for people in the Medicare space, 
at a minimum amount, you should be collecting 100 enrollments during the year and at least 100 during AEP. If you're doing that in uh, just a few years, you're going to be earning um, over a six-figure income just on residual income. Uh, so that should be your first goal with anybody entering the uh, Medicare space. Uh, the other thing that we didn't touch on that I think is very important is uh, relationship building. Obviously, we can um, summarize that it's very important. And most of our companies, I know Humana has a 330, 60, 90. They already have a follow-up program very well documented. Uh, a lot of scripts that are available to you to help make those scripts your own and have a plan of attack uh, for follow-up. But even with making relationships, I know uh, one thing in following your um, Facebook group, Bay, uh, you do a lot of events and uh, you make connections with doctor's office and different people in the community. It's really an opportunity to be a face of the community. And that's gonna take uh, your your business to the next level for sure. And making relationships with the companies. I was blessed to be able to get some preset appointments uh, with one of our uh, Medicare companies. So now you're um, allowed to build your business a little more quickly when you have preset appointments. You don't have to go through the, how am I gonna create uh, clients on my own? So look to build relationships in your community be the face of your community and look to uh, build solid relationships uh, with your contacts and the different carriers i am so glad that you mentioned that rob it is a great segue into our podcast for monday monday's podcast we have rebecca jones who is i'm sorry rebecca who is from cannonball insurance solutions and in Stevensville, Texas, and she is going to talk about community-based marketing. And I think everyone who's listening will enjoy, and it's such a thrill to have her talk about that community-based marketing. That will really help you grow your business. Thank you so much for mentioning that, Rob. Now, if you will leave us with one thought, is there a mantra that you live by? Uh, yes, um, with uh, creating massive activity, um, find a way to grow every day. And uh, going deeper in that, the very first principle that I was taught when I entered the industry was uh, an enrollment a day. Uh, so it doesn't matter what else I have going on. We all have family commitments. We all have other commitments that we need to uh, take care of. But if we just apply that one principle and find a new enrollment a day, that's where the magic is going to happen. Thank you so much, Rob. I have so enjoyed uh, talking with you. This is Faye, and I sell Medicare plans. Listen to our podcast. Be sure to follow us on all of the seven uh, media outlets where we are particularly showing our podcast or delivering our podcast on every Monday. It's a weekly podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a marvelous